<laughs> I don't know. Hi, welcome to Parenting is Political. This is Mo. And this is Jasmine. And this is our very first episode of the podcast. Yeah, and I guess an important show note is that you might hear baby coos in the background. And if you do, that's August. We think that it should be normalized and completely legal and acceptable to bring young people, your children, to work. And so that's what we're doing. Yeah. Which, you know, is something we'll dive into, I'm sure, on this podcast at some point. In future episodes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm excited to do this first one. Uh, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while, and I love podcasts. I'm like a podcast junkie. I listen to them pretty much anytime I can. And I don't know, probably about like a month ago, I told Jasmine, I was like, I think I want to do a podcast. I think that would be something that would be really cool. And I think I want it to be on parenting. And I was like, you're a lunatic. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of labor. Um, but I love Mo, and I want them to be happy. So here I am supporting this little side project. Yeah. And this is, again, not anything I've ever done before. Um, this is just more of, like, my passion and my interest. And uh, Jasmine has so graciously agreed to help me out in ways that... I literally cannot even imagine. <laughs> so we should set your expectations right now. Um, you know, we hope that you will tune in and experience really great conversation and thought-provoking and action-provoking commentary, meaning that we want the things that we talk about to become transformative habits in your life if you find them helpful. Um, as they've been helpful in ours, but don't expect some sort of like fancy pod save the people, <laughs> um, New York Times kind of production. You're gonna hear our kid farting in the background. I um, might be farting in the background. <laughs> Mo might be <laughs> farting in the background. Um, and besides having decent sound quality and an ability to download it, that's all you're getting, people. We've got yeah. four damn kids. Yeah, we have four of them. We're and, busy. Uh, we don't have time to make your fancy podcast production. Not yet, anyway. Wow. <laughs> I got dreams for the future. Dreams and goals, I guess. Yeah. So, I guess, again, to kind of give you, like, a roadmap of what we're kind of expecting here. This is, like, again, this is, you know, kind of my project. This is something I'm going to be doing and Jasmine's going to be helping with. So, there's going to be some episodes that it's going to be me interviewing people there's going to be some episodes where we might do, like, some Q&As where Jasmine will hop back on the podcast and answer some of y'all's questions that you can email us um, at the end of the show. And we'll answer those together, and there might just be some episodes where uh, Jasmine might do it, and I might be sick or something. <laughs> you said do it. <laughs> Classic. Um, so, yeah, but this first episode is just going to be our introduction. Get to know us. And we're also, so, Mo, tell the people about you. Who are you? What should they know about you? Um, What's your sign? Well, we gotta start with the sign. Everyone's gonna hate me. I'm a Gemini. Uh, A.K.A. a demon. Yeah, let's it's just... It's okay if you bail now. Let's get it out there. There's two of me and one person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm a Gemini. My name is Mo. I am a non-binary person, and I use they-them pronouns. I'm also an insta-parent. Uh, Jasmine had already had three kids whenever I met her and fell in love. Ugh, gross. 
And so I kind of jumped into family life. Or I didn't kind of, I did. And so now I have four kids because Jasmine and I decided I wanted to do this at the from the very beginning. And now we have four. And so I am experiencing parenthood from the beginning this time, which is a whole different ballgame. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And so that's just a little bit of what I do. That's a little bit of my background. What else do you think that people should know? You have a weird One Direction obsession. <laughs> I do. You're white. Oh, well, yeah, I'm white. I guess we should add that. <laughs> and I'm Jasmine. <laughs> we already established that. Right. Uh, I'm a Virgo, uh, born September 4th, the same day as Beyonce, and I like to never let the world forget that because it's important. It is important. We Virgos have to celebrate when we can because we're usually, um, too busy being way too serious and organizing everyone's lives and trying hard not to say I told you so. Trying being the keyword there. (laughs) My pronouns are she, her, or Beyonce. I will respond to any of them. And I'm a mom of four, married to Mo Tester. This is my second marriage, because marriage is trash, and we're going to have an episode about that. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's every... What else do they know about me, Mo? Um, you really like to cook, and <laughs> you make really good food, particularly sandwiches, which happen to be my favorite food. So really, soulmates. <laughs> or that kind of makes me sound boring. <laughs> okay, well, I'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else is there? I think that's it, honestly. That's all I need the people to know. I was about to say, we don't need to let them know everything. Yeah. This is the first episode, after all. God. But also, like, shoot your shot. We want to get them to hooked, hooked on us. We want you to be addicted we do. To the melodic tones of our voice. Oof, melodic. We want to be the queer Casey Kasems. Oh, do we mention that we're queer? Oh, gosh. If they haven't figured that out from our pronouns. Do they know that we are gay? Uh, well, I mean, I'm fake gay, according to the internet. It's true. You only do it for the internet? I only do it for the internet. That's why I got married to a non-binary person. Yeah. Um... Was just to pretend for the internet, but again, another episode for another time. Yeah. Fake gay for the internet. That's what the name of that one's going to be called. <laughs> just you wait. Um, do we want to talk about our kids at all? So, I think let's just set the stage for everyone about just the title of this podcast and where we're headed. Okay. Like why, what makes us different than other podcasts besides the fact that we are an interracial queer couple? Oh. Oh. (laughs) Thank you, August. And um, what can the folks expect from our praxis or the practice of what, how we live and our analysis, um, that is to say, what we think and believe and how it informs how we live. Yeah, I think that's a great place to begin. August agrees with us. Clearly, very vehemently agrees. <laughs> so why is parenting political then? 
Is that a question for me or for the audience? Well, I think the audience is welcome to answer it, but because this isn't a live show, I think that's a, a great time to answer that question. I'm glad you asked, Mo. <laughs> wow. August just coughed, farted, and laughed at the same time. It's happened to the best of us. So, the personal is political, right? We, most of us, uh, acknowledge that. That there's no one area of our lives that we can really separate from our larger communities and the impact in larger communities, despite what white supremacy, patriarchy, and capitalism want us to believe about um, how we live and how we find ourselves in community with one another. And because the personal is political, I can't really think of anything more deeply personal than how we choose to create family, how we choose to build and cultivate family in the context of the collective, and the choices that we make within within those lines. Absolutely. And so parenting is political then, right? Mm-hmm. And every choice we make in how we will rear young people into the world, whether we're insta-parents or we're birth parents or adoptive, whether we're aunties or community members who are just invested in young people, however we find ourselves parenting and loving, that is a pol- that's an act of political resistance or an opportunity to co-sign the status quo. Yeah. And the status quo of our society is really deeply embedded in anti-black, white supremacy and racism. It's embedded in patriarchy and capitalism and this sort of extractive model of relationship and the commodification of people. And so when we as caregivers and parents choose the radical path, it is an act of uh, unequivocal resistance and emboldens and agitates other folks to also choose to disrupt their complicity in um, systems of harm, in, in those, you know, societal practices of violence. And so uh, I think for me, that's where parenting is political comes from. That's sort of like the, the echo of my heart around this conversation. Yeah. And I really, really like that model. And I think that's important that, you know, we understand that that's where we're working from. And as we go forth in this podcast and we talk about different ways that people are parenting or different ways that people are experiencing parenting or parenthood, um, just understanding that everything comes back to like a, a diff- basically a different form of resistance. You can either uphold the status quo or you can basically create this whole new pattern and break any sort of cycle that may have been happening um, and create a new way of living. Um, so whenever I think about it, just some like personal background for, for myself is I was parented in a way that was very, um, like all of the power belonged to the parental unit. Like the kids weren't ever given any sort of say in matters. Um, everything was defaulted to, well, this is what I said. And so this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and that parenting style I think was given to my parents through the Christian church. You know, a pastor stood up every Sunday and said, this is how things are going to be. And if you don't adhere to them, then you're going to be an outsider. 
Um, And that kind of model for parenting just isn't something that, you know, we're not practicing in parenting. No. Or in our parenthood. Um, And I think kind of built this generation that I'm a part of that really has a problem, I guess, like, I don't know I'm going with this. Again, I can edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) That really is... um, so, so I think what happens is, oftentimes, folks are parented the way you were parented, Mo, the way I was parented, that is really about this, um, this messaging that is centered on punitive habits, right? And we wonder why we have a really hard time imagining life outside of the carceral state or state-sanctioned violence. And that really is because from the very inception of us being ushered into family space or community spaces, we have these habits of um, domination, habits of punitive violence in relationship with each other that, you know, make it really, really difficult for us to figure out what it looks like to have restorative and generative relationships. Yeah, and I think that the model that I was given was, just like you'd said, it was, it's entrenched in white supremacy and capitalism, and so all I've ever known is that. And then whenever I became a parent, uh, I found myself kind of modeling that back to our kids, and I didn't really like that. And it showed up in ways I didn't necessarily know it would show up in, and I think one of those ways that it shows up in most is disciplining the kids. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And we talk about that punitive model that I was given, and how much it affected me. Now that I'm adult, I don't. I don't want that for the kids. I don't want to be extra punitive to them just because I can. And you really look at different kind of layers within that. You know, I, I don't want to be punitive to them as as their white parent. Mm-hmm. You have to take that mm-hmm. into consideration mm-hmm. whenever we're par- whenever I'm parenting for sure, and and that can get down into tone policing our kids or just like how I monitor their bodies and their movement within our house. Um, and those are like small details again, that we, we will get into in future episodes, I'm sure. But kind of where, where I'm wanting to go with this is just saying that I had to unlearn and I'm still unlearning a lot of those models mm. that have been given to me. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm so new to this parenting thing. I'm trying to unlearn, these behaviors that I was given that are entrenched in my supremacy and capitalism and um, just elitism, basically, is how I was raised. And I've, I bet that there are other parents out there who are similar to me, who are trying to figure out that parenting is bigger than just the relationship that you have with your kid. That is super, super important. But it also, it's political mm. in the sense that, like, at the most basic level, you are creating and you're helping foster this relationship of another human being. Mm. And you're teaching them how to move throughout the world. And one day that, that kid is going to grow up to become an adult. And that adult is going to move throughout the world how you taught them. And, and they're going to be members of society. Exactly. So, so well stated, Mel. Yeah. And let's get real. The majority of us, when we become parents or find ourselves in a relationship with a young person as a caregiver um, guiding that young person, 
in so many ways, what we do is either replicate the habits of harm that we have experienced when we were young people, whether intentional or unintentional, or we become reactive and we parent based on trying to avoid the mistakes um, and traumas that we experienced. Kind of like swing the other way. And so, yeah, you swing the other way and you um, don't realize that you are engaging in that kind of behavior. And then you make a whole new set of mistakes. Yeah. And then on top of that, there is a generational sort of trauma and learned behavior that, um, that, that goes named sometimes or unnamed. Yeah. And so parenting then becomes just this recycled process of all of these things. So convoluted. Uh, and you pair that with this idea, this, habit in our society that parenting is sort of these um, binary models and there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. Never trust and... the binary. <laughs> <laughs> Mo rejects the binary. We all should. And so there's also this uh, child rearing parenting industrial complex where everyone, you know, agrees on this is the right way to do it, this is the wrong way to do it. You should have this product, you should not have this product. This is what family looks like, this is what it doesn't look like. And the reality is, is that all that is bullshit. Yeah. That parenting or being a caregiver or being in relationship with a young person is an organic, dynamic thing. And there are some universal things around dignity and respect and consent and unconditional positive regard. But for all intents and purposes, or I guess even beyond that, I don't know if I'm using the right turn of phrase here, but at, at its heart, being in relationship with a young person as a caregiver is about a dynamic relationship. Each one is unique, even within a sibling group. Yeah. And each one should be about, as much as it can be, consent and this reciprocity of growth and trust with one another. And obviously it's confusing, right? Like a like a like a newborn, a, a two-week-old baby can't give consent in the way that a 11-year-old or 8-year-old or 17-year-old mm-hmm. can give consent as it relates to the habits and um, rhythms of your relationship. But there are habits of consent that you can begin to cultivate at the very beginning of the life of a person. And um so yeah, it makes sense that you wanted to go on this journey. And it's so funny because you're always looking to me and going, Jasmine, you're such a great parent and you're teaching me and you're doing X, Y, and Z. But there are so many things that I have unlearned just in the um, course of our time as co-parents together that I didn't know five years ago, that I didn't know 11 years ago whenever I was uh, becoming a parent to Zara. And... Yeah. Insert something profound here about how parent being a parent is an adjective. Wait, wait, nope, not adjective. An adverb. Nope, nope, not an adverb. A verb. That's <laughs> what I'm looking for. <laughs> I was just going to say parenting is fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> but you know how they say like verb is a lot or love what? is a verb. Like DC talk. Like DC talk. We're, we're recovering white Anglo Christians, y'all. Um, Down with the DC talk. No, stop. <laughs> Please stop. Um, but you know how, like, in 
the evangelical circles, they'll be like, love is a verb, not a adjective. I don't know. I've, I've learned so much. God, stuff. English grammar is so hard, y'all. <laughs> I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just sleep deprived. Anyway, my point is, it's an action. It's not just, it's just not a, you know, parenthood or parenting is not just this, um moniker that you put on and you're done like I became a parent because I I pushed a kid out or I adopted a kid (laughs) or I you know married into a family where I'm raising children's I'm children I'm a parent so the end parenting is like this constantly evolving Mm -hmm. experience even though that's how like society wants you to believe parenting is is just like oh it's a natural you'll figure it out Oh, or they'll say, you're the parent. You know what to do. What yeah, the like, fuck what the does fuck? that mean? <laughs> like, you have to go and take classes for everything else. And the one thing that I feel like there should be the most support around, at least societally, because we all had parents at one point. <laughs> and Maybe. You know, like, it would have been helpful if people would be, like, less judgy. Like, shut your mouth. And maybe be more helpful. No. Let's be honest. If you went to a parenting class, you would show up and be like, this is trash. <laughs> it's so binary. It's so heteronormative. Fuck this parenting class. Yeah, it would be. But what if we taught the parenting class? <laughs> wow. Okay. So y'all, after we become independently wealthy from yeah. this podcast, we're going to do parenting class tour and workshop. Pin that to your dream board, Mo Tester. Is that a Pinterest thing? A I, dream board? No, it's an Oprah thing. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that was one of the main reasons, too, that I wanted to do a parenting podcast was because when I went and searched on the iTunes for a parenting podcast, everything was, like, white and heteronormative and, like, how to get your kids to take naps whenever you say it's nap time. And it's like, well, that's not really, like, applic- it doesn't really apply to me who's, like, this non-binary person in an interracial relationship who became an insta-parent and jumped into all of these things and then had a newborn. And it's just, like, there's no, there's no model for that in the resources that I found online. And if there is, then, like, super, like, point me in the direction of that podcast. I haven't found it, and so I decided, why not make it? And so a lot of a lot of the future episodes are gonna be parenting, like that's real. Um, it's not gonna be this glossy, um, I guess, like picture of parenting. It's gonna be real, and it's also gonna be like the stories of people and folks that like don't get highlighted enough. Mm. We're gonna hear from people who are transgender and their parenting. Or they're parenting transgender kids. And we're going to hear from folks who were insta-parents like me and just kind of jumped into things. And we're going to hear from people who, um, like Jasmine said, are aunties and that's their form of parenting. And we're going to... Kinfolk. Yeah. We're going to talk to different parents from different cultures and countries and everything in between. With varying levels of ability as well. Yeah. There is such an intense, um, intense theme of ableism within parenting advice and parenting communities that it makes it 
a deeply shame-laden conversation to talk about how we can't always prioritize the needs of our children in certain moments because of the ways disabilities show up for some of us, both seen and hidden. And that is an important conversation for us to be having. But more than anything else, we want and I hope that you leave this podcast um, feeling invited into the conversation, creating enough space for you to show up with your curiosities and your concerns, no matter how problematic they may be, and that you feel received in your feedback. So you can follow us on Instagram at Parenting is Political. Or you can look us up on the interwebs, www.parentingispolitical.org. And you can always feel very free to accept the invitation to drop us a line or a comment or a question. And we're happy to um, entertain it. And they can email us as well. You can also email us at contact at parentingispolitical.org. Yeah. So as we grow and learn more about, um, well, Mo, because look, I'm busy. I work three jobs, (laughs) y'all. As Mo learns more about editing, you are going to have um, a bit more curated. Maybe we'll have some intros and some outros and other fancy things that we do. But this is kind of it, y'all. We're going to sit on our bed um, with August in our arms after the older siblings have gone to sleep. And have these really important conversations with each other. And hopefully you'll enjoy a bit of it and tune in in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to do this with y'all. I can't wait to hear from you and uh, just produce more podcasts and episodes. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much, y'all. Till next time. Bye.